0: Welcome to Hi Right Now Unfiltered. I'm Stephen Choi, your host. How's the vibe? High Right Now Unfiltered gives you a raw glimpse into the launching of my startup on a mission to empower you to form deep, meaningful connections. All right, Kevin, welcome to Clubhouse. Just a quick little intro clubhouse. Uh, to our audience. Welcome to Clubhouse, did I say Clubhouse?
1: Yeah, <laughs> you sure someone with Clubhouse, man. What are you doing? Look, look, you gotta put this part in in the podcast. Did you guys hear this? He is so oh addicted to another person's platform. I have, platform. To, oh, I have yeah. to, I have
0: to, put it in there. I have to. <laughs> let's do this. All right. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, this is this is hilarious. Seven thirty eight a.m. currently in Seoul, Korea. You know, I'm a little, a little confused. You know, a little dazed and confused, mm. and clearly addicted to Clubhouse. But, um, yo, Kevin, welcome to High rand Now Unfiltered. Just want to, just want to get you involved in our shenanigans. And then we've been having a pretty amazing chat over the past couple of weeks and then our listeners and viewers, Kevin, I don't know if I told you, but I'm actually going to put the uh, video as well up on YouTube. You know, that's why we're doing this. Oh, okay, great. This. Nice. He yeah, yeah, it. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Later. Fresh one. Fresh one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So hi right now, listeners and viewers, Kevin and I met uh, a few weeks ago on clubhouse out of all places. Uh, Quick context is that I've seen Kevin on Facebook Asian Hustle Network kind of like all over when when they first got started a few weeks ago. He's got this like uh, super extroverted charisma, like, obviously, as another Korean American brother, I kind of like really looked up to him as far as his ability to make really, really quick and deep connections across like everyone he meets. And one thing that stood out to me, about him was the fact that when he moderated his room for asian entrepreneurs on clubhouse that's how i got involved and i got them my intro and then just the way he makes sure that the room is like well facilitated making sure everyone's involved and then like just like keeping up with the energy and vibe like really really learned a lot from that process and then we reached out to him we had a couple of one-on-ones and then he's been nothing short of instrumental in actually helping shape the product of high right now out of all things so kevin what's up
1: That's a great intro. (laughs) 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Love, love being here. Hopefully we could just chat and hopefully I try to just bring some value to whoever's listening.
0: Hell yeah. Appreciate that, Kevin. If you could introduce yourself, that'd be amazing.
1: Yeah. I'm going to start with the level of importance in my introductions because I've been trying to get better at this. Because when people introduce themselves, they usually start with what they do, and I don't wanna do that. So I'm gonna try to start with who I am. I'm a God-fearing man that loves his wife and that has two beautiful kids. And I work way too much and I should be spending more time with them. And besides that, I'm a lover of community. I'm a lover of people. I'm a small business advocate. I'm a minority diversity advocate and i just love building up others to help them really just step into their greatness yeah
0: love that that was very impactful and then it is so true about what you say when it comes to people introducing themselves it's very very job and career related and then i just love the way you set that context appreciate that so Yeah, we'd love to kind of dig a little deeper into how you grew up and what led you to become very, very interested in community building. one thing that stood out to me also is that you're involved in a lot of stuff. So how do you actually keep up
1: with everything? Um, so that's what we call being a serial idiot. That's what's (laughs) the real title of that. But anyways, before I get there, yeah, I I grew up, I'm gonna go super fast, because I've, you know, I'm not that old, but I feel like i lived a lot of life. I don't know why, but maybe it's because right, of a lot old. of stages. Older than me. <laughs> yeah, I know I am, I am older than you, thanks for that. But anyways, I, you know, it, it, I am a, uh, a son to immigrant parents. So I have that whole background, born and raised in and around Los Angeles. Def- moved around as a lot, a lot as a kid, uh, I come from a broken home. My parents were divorced when I was very young, which is also a lot to do with my character and who I am today. And then besides that, I, I had a long career in well, kind of long eight plus years in corporate America, fortune 500 companies. That's where it started because I wanted to live the white picket you know, white picket dream, you know, thing with the kids and dogs or whatever. But ultimately, you know, knowing my personality and who I am, I couldn't just sit still, so I just jumped out into the world of startups and the world of, you know, being a business owner. And now my passions are food, media, e-commerce, and logistics. Very different things. <laughs>
0: yeah. Damn. Bro. So you haven't asked an me. me. What, what is that? How do you keep up with everything?
1: Oh, that question. Got it. So, well, when you're one, one of the number one things that I do is I live and die by my calendar. That's for sure. I, I shove everything in there. That's, that's like a prac I'm going to do practical tips. Have a calendar and live by it. And what I mean by that is set the time you wake up to the set the time that you go to sleep and the rest and play in between if you can. I'm not perfect in this, but at least Monday through Friday, I try to be. And Mm. the weekends are a little bit more free and flexible, but I'd like to be more focused even then. But, and having boundaries. Boundaries is really important. And what I mean by that is you're going to be able to tell, like even for me, like what is too much or too little, you're going to feel it and be honest with yourself when you can't handle the amount that you've given yourself. So create those saved, healthy, like mental, physical boundaries, spiritual boundaries, where you have to say no to stuff to just keep sane because there's so much stuff going on. So for example, Friday to Sunday, so Friday night, 6 p.m., I try to just turn off all work, so that's like my hard stop, and I don't turn on work till Monday 9 p.m. or 9 a.m. Sorry, um, I just won't start work until 9 a.m. on Monday. So everything mm-hmm. else in between that is just no work time, and it's been healthy for me. And then that's that's just that's just my two big t- tips that I do is live and die by the calendar and set some strong boundaries.
0: Yeah, gotcha. Love that. Yeah, as I. I guess as I execute my vision and build my company as well, everything revolves around my calendar as well. And then if it's not on my calendar, I just don't, you know, I don't know about it. So really integrating like your personal life with your professional life and put everything into one place. So it's like very easily manageable. I think, I think that's, that really is the vibe. I just wanted to take a step back a little bit and then uh, dive a little deeper into your background. Clearly, as a as a super community builder, I'm curious, like, is that is your interest in community building? Does that come from uh, your desire to elevate your business to the next level? Like, did it just come to you in your professional career at one point? Or did something that happened to you in your early childhood shape the way you are? And then kind of led you to
1: that point? Yeah, I wish I could have like a smart answer to this. <laughs> Like I wish I wish I was like, yeah, because community, you know, builds more revenue, blah, blah, blah. I wish there was like an actual method to some of the madness that I've created in my life. And what I will tell you is it's more of what you said, the last thing you said, which is when I was young, when you move around a lot, you don't get to have a lot of friends. So you have to pick up something that you didn't even realize you had to learn, which is uh, being adaptable and being able to engage and go deep quickly you know the fact that i was able to learn that when i was young honestly it's a miracle i could have just become a hermit or an introvert like really introverted because i was too scared to go out or something but it luckily it didn't happen that way it had the reverse effect when i went into a new city and i had to make new friends immediately i'll just jump right in i would go look for the loudest most fun looking people and I'll just jump right in. And that's, yeah. what I, that's what I did. And so, and by doing that, and sure, it, it, not all the kids are nice, not every time, but it definitely helped me to continue to be a very extroverted person. That's also mm-hmm. part of just who I am, my genetic makeup, I guess. But, um, and that also led to some of my superpowers, I guess, and my strengths is I can make friends with a rock you know, like anything yeah. you can make friends with a piece of paper. And so because of that, I think it definitely did help me out in business, but it wasn't planned that way. Yeah.
0: Love that. I resonate with that because, yeah, I share um, that background of just moving around a lot, always having to make new friends. And then otherwise you're just, you're just a loner, right? Yeah. yeah appreciate that. Yeah, Kevin, if you can tell us a little bit more about um, the kind of the kinds of communities that uh, you've been building, and then how, how you're building them, and then like some of the secrets, and I guess like the house of, like how you were able to start them, and then like get them to um, this level that they are at right now. Yeah, yeah,
1: 100%. I think community building in any community is super important. The way I went about it, My decisions of how I did it, and I'm just going to speak with my experience instead of opinions, which I think is the best way to share. Huge tip for anyone out there listening. So in my experience, I wanted to build communities where I could bring value because I really found that in the service of other, there's life for me. And so I really wanted to focus on that and hone in on that. And so small businesses, small business advocacy became a thing for me, especially during COVID as well where I really wanted to meet with other business owners and just give them whatever resource I got to see if I can help them out obviously because of my like who I am and my upbringing definitely gravitated gravitated towards the API BIPOC you know people of color and really focusing on diversity initiatives and minority initiatives and just really wanted to build those communities as well and empower those communities because we just have like the same background, whether you're Korean, Japanese, Filipino, you know, wherever. Like immigrant background, you, you just grow up a certain way, right? So yeah, I really gravitated towards that as well. I think one of the one of the most powerful things that I learned from a mentor. This is stuff that I learned from other people, right? I don't, I can't make this stuff up. So I I always uh, suggest people to go learn from other people. The number one things that helps grow an environment is having an invitation culture creating an atmosphere of invitation is extremely important and that is simply whether you're brand new or whether you're always been in the group you still treat it like there's nothing but newcomers in the room to make everyone feel welcome no inside jokes no aha uh-huh, you know that last week etc cetera, etc cetera. you just treat everyone like they're new And if you do that, that, yeah, and if you do that, and if you're, whether it's a platform, whether it's whatever, if you can create that accessibility, that welcomeness, that warmth every single time and consistently, your community will massively grow.
0: That's amazing. So you started these communities back before pre-corona days, and then I remember last time we chatted, like you said, you started doing like a lot of shifting a lot of your efforts online, obviously, because because you had to, can you tell us a little bit about like some of the contrast, some of the different approaches that you implemented to grow those different types of communities at those different levels?
1: Yeah, pre COVID, right? Yeah, pre COVID. It was everything was face to face. I did a lot of Google meetups. I went to a lot of meetup groups, met random people. I did a lot of conferences, tons of conferences in different fields. What's interesting about conferences is you're going into a big atmosphere with so many people in the same industry. So it's still different than online meetings and online networking because you're meeting so many people in like similar industries. So anyways, so that was really cool. I did some public speaking there. Other than that, I did a lot of just uh, personal networking, whether it was like dinners, lunches, nothing was super regular, but I held events throughout the year with different organizations just to I was always trying to do something new trying to meet more people so and I've been in several different industries so it really depended on the industry but I used to travel a lot too because of it so previously in my manufacturing industry I think I was flying around once a month and having different types of events and it was a lot of fun I mean it was a lot of fun I loved meeting people like that's what I did so when COVID hit yeah I had a panic attack. Cause- <laughs> <laughs> Cause I was just like, what, you know, like, I, what am I supposed yeah. to do now? You know? Cause I was so used to in-person meeting and I always repeat this before 2020. I wasn't on social at all. People yeah. don't even realize that. And then when yeah. you, if you guys see me today, it, you guys will think I've been on Instagram, Facebook, whatever forever. I have not. I used to be a photo album. That was it. No way. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. I see. Over the past year or so, what have you done, I guess, differently other than hosting these events online that really like helped you kind of strengthen the bonds within your community?
1: You know, I'm gonna take this from Gary V because I learned it from him. So I have to give him credit because I think he's amazing. He speaks he speaks like these truth bombs all the time, right? Yeah. I'm not gonna do it verbatim, but he said something like like, don't ever worry about what to put in your content. Worry about why you're doing it. He doesn't, he doesn't care about what the content is. He goes, is it bringing value? Who is it for? And why are you putting that content out? If it's for yourself, it'll probably fail. Mm-hmm. And this is me paraphrasing him. So I don't know if he said those exact words, but that's what I got out from it. So when I heard that, I was like, Hmm. So my Instagram page was dedicated to highlighting other people's businesses. (laughs) That's literally what I did. So like I would go eat something, highlight them. I would go hang out with a different type of business, highlight them. I would be in a, a, a virtual meeting and they'd be like, Hey, you know, I have this big event coming. I'm like, yeah, shoot me over the fly. I'll put it on my Instagram. I would do like SBA events, try to help small businesses. Here's some information for small businesses. Mm-hmm. So I started just putting up content, hopefully that would just bring value to others, and then I started putting content that shows like more stuff about who I am, just so people mm-hmm. just know me a little better, and I started just connecting, and then, and then even in Facebook again, value forward. I mean, people throw around that word value like all the time now, but yeah, you have to really, really sit back and understand what that means, you know even and I get it we're humans so it's not gonna be perfect but try your best not to do something for yourself for once let's try it it feels pretty damn good yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah let's let's unpack that a little bit so like you said yeah as you said everyone talks about you know giving value when it comes to not only community building but connecting with someone and then networking relationship building everyone that seems to be like the one of the core fundamental principles, like what does value given mean for you specifically? And then what have you, what have you done? You said, okay, on social media, you put other people's content and everything, but if you can kind of like uh, distill it down to some of the more, I guess, actionable advice, that'd be great.
1: Mm. So let's say you're a professional in any field. Let's just say, when you're a professional in the service industry, you get paid for your service, right? Mm-hmm. But there's also things that you can do to just give out that type of information for 100% for free. Not because you want to. Don't attach a butt to it, like right, like don't attach the next thing. You know, don't worry about right. who's gonna read it, who's gonna listen to it. What when you start thinking about that, who's that about? That's about you again, right? Yeah. Again, you're making it by yourself. Yeah. When you start thinking about who's gonna look at my content. Is this a good video? Did I use the right language? Who's listening to this podcast? All of that's about you. Yeah. Who cares about you? You know what I'm saying? Like, stop that. Genuinely just make it. And even if one person listens, they were supposed to hear it. Hmm. Everyone talks about 10xing stuff, right? That's fine. Yeah. I get it. It's to, it's to get hyped up, fired up. You know, get that energy going. I get it. Get the blood flowing. But the reality Mm -hmm. is, if you've changed and impacted one person's life, Mm -hmm. do you know how incredible that is? That's absolutely incredible. It's priceless. You can't put a price tag on that. You Mm -hmm. change that one dude's life. Yeah. You know what I mean? So whatever you're creating, do it in the service of others genuinely. Mm -hmm. And with that, I'm telling you, it will only attract the people that you need to meet. That's it.
0: Love that brother. Now let's take another step back. If I heard that piece of advice from someone like you, like, let's say like 10 years back, I'd be like, man, I have no idea. Like how, how do I actually cultivate this, this Mm. mentality of like genuinely giving back and I want to actually ask you like, what allows you to give back so, so generously. And then so, you know, like effortlessly, because like, one of the things that stood out to me, the first time we got on the call, you're like, Steven, how can I help you? And then like, it was just like first, like in an hour and a half, it was just about like, you know, brainstorming different ways <laughs> that we can elevate the business. And then I was like, whoa. I, it was all about me. And then like, I actually want to get to know Kevin better. So we scheduled another call and did that. So it, it, it was very genuine. So like you, you definitely like, put your money where your mouth is, but like, what allows you to uh, actually get to that place of giving so uh, genuinely and generously?
1: I think, I think I'll, I'll definitely talk about, well, I'll, I'll end with this. The only reason I say end with it is because, um, just like I want to respect everyone's time, I do have someone in the minute yes. <laughs> that I have to get to. So I'm going to, anyways, um, I'm going to end with this. I am only doing what has been done for me. And I've been blessed enough in my life where mentors and others that's come before me and walked life before I have spoken to me and went out of their way and helped me or they didn't need to. I brought no value to them. Yet they stopped, paused, and helped me. Why? Because somebody else did that for them too. And that's the beautiful thing about mentorship and menteeship. One very practical piece of advice that I'll tell everybody is if you're looking for a mentor, it's on you to go find it. They don't owe you a damn thing. Does that make sense? you seek them you hunt them down you bother them you meet them on their time that's mentorship because again they don't owe you a damn thing so when people tell me oh i can't find a mentor i'm like because you're not looking for one so like i am i'm like no you're not because the people that you want to truly mentor you you better be chasing them like like with everything you got
0: yep. love that love that yo kevin thank you so much again um for your time and for your vibe and just value-packed uh inside always dropping gems <laughs>
1: right <laughs> yeah, let's do this sure, again, brother bro.
0: yeah peace. cool got Peace. to peace, go peace. talk to you soon love this all right peace, peace bro